You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. In the book of Joshua, chapter number 7, what's taking place is they've just come out of Egypt. They've already conquered Jericho. And now they come in chapter number 7. They're defeated in the little land of Ai because they disobeyed the Lord. And coming in Joshua chapter number 7, verse number 10, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel hath sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Verse number 20, the Bible says, And Achan answered Joshua and said, I, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done? Verse number 21, when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish, gar Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a, weight, a wedge of gold of 50 she shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. I want to preach this morning. What time is it? Knowing the time, it's tent checking time. It's tent <laughs> checking time. What's in your tent? Father, I pray now that you bless our time together. I sure love these young people, love these workers. It's just a joy for me to be here. I love, Lord, being around everyone. Lord, every person, I enjoy every moment of it. Thank you for it. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, to be able to preach, to be able to sing, to be able to serve the Lord. And Lord, I love this place. I love Brother Treber and the staff, the church. Everything that they've done for us is absolutely amazing. Thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice of those that, Lord, we probably won't even see or thank. But, Lord, all the bus drivers and the cooks and those that clean Dear God, it's really been amazing to watch what they have done in order to see the next generation reach for the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that it would happen throughout this day. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't leave this place. I pray that we wouldn't go home the same way we came. Dear God, I pray that you do a great work. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are, for what you've done, and for allowing us the great privilege to love you and to serve you with all of our heart. Lord, I pray now that you receive glory and thanks. In Jesus' name, I pray And all God's people said, amen and amen. Thank you. Please remain standing. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. Please be seated. <laughs> I know you can sleep. How many can sleep standing up? Amen. <laughs> In our text, Achan takes of the accursed thing. When the children of Israel, by God's grace, overtook Jericho, God told them not to take of the accursed thing, but Achan did, and it cast Israel, it cost Israel, and it cost Achan. It's tent checking time. I want you to notice three tents that need checking today. Number one, the first tent that we need to check. If you'll look at Achan in verse number 20, the Bible says, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done what I saw among the spoils, a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels, shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. Then I covered them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Now you got to wonder, here's number tent number one, the danger of discontentment. The danger of discontentment. Can I tell you something, young people? I'm asking you today that you would say, dear God, help me to never get tired of going to church. Help me to never get tired of God. Help me never get tired of reading the Word of God. Help me to never get 
tired of hearing somebody preach. How many never get tired of the Holy Ghost speaking to my heart? I don't know what it was that cost Achan. I don't know why he got discontent. He knew the guidelines. He saw God do the great and mighty things. He saw God do great miracles. And yet he stood back and he took the thing that God told him not to take. There was a time in his life that he got discontent with what God was telling him. Can I tell you one of the greatest dangers that you can be in today is in the danger of discontentment. I've gone to church my whole life. I was in church when I was a baby. I've been in a church when I've been old. I've been in church my whole life. Can I tell you, I thank God that I still love going to church. Hallelujah. But there could be a danger in your life that you say, man, I've done church since I've been a child, but now I'm the grown age of 12 and I'm tired of going to church. You might be here and be 16. Say, it's my time to get out of here. Can I tell you, there's a danger of discontentment. I pray that God would help us this morning never to come to the place in that danger part, the danger of discontentment. Are you discontented today? He was able to see God's power through the 10 plagues. He was able to see God part the Red Sea. He was able to see all of these things. I ask us this morning, are we discontent? Can I tell you that America needs the young people in this auditorium not to be discontent? I'm begging you this morning, don't be discontent. Don't be discontent with your pastor. Don't be discontent with your family. Don't be discontent with your Bible. Don't be discontent with your youth group. Don't be discontent with America. Let's get back on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be discontent this morning. 90% of all homelessness and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of children with behavior problems come from fatherless homes. 70% of teenagers in America don't go to church. 60% of teenagers in America have never gone to church one time. I say my friends this morning, we don't want to be discontent because God has blessed us so much. God has been good to us. I don't want to be discontent. How many God's been good to you? Can you say amen this morning? Don't be discontent. 80% of violent immoral crimes come from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 85% of youth in prison come from fatherless homes. I say, my dear friends today, please, whatever you do, don't get discontent on God. Some of you might think that God's not been fair to you. Some of you might think that God's been unkind to you. Can I tell you, God has never been unkind to us. He loves us too much. He has come too far to turn back on us now. I say, my dear friends today, let's not get discontent on God, my friends. In this generation, we must fight against discontentment. Achan took, and it didn't matter. He didn't think it mattered to God. Some may feel this morning like it doesn't matter what you do, but it does matter to the master. We've seen God do great miracles. Anybody in here seen God do a miracle? Can you say amen? Anybody seen anybody walk an aisle get saved? Has anybody had God spoken to your heart and you've made a decision for God? Can you say amen? We've seen God do great miracles. You and I have seen God's powerful, but roof, we have a roof over our heads. We have clothes on our back, and thank God this morning that we've been blessed. I love the song, when he moves among us, all that he does, all of his mercy and all of his love. If the pen of a writer could write every day, even this world could never contain how I've been blessed. Warmth in the winter, flowers in spring, laughter of summer, the changing of leaves, food on my table, amen, and a good place to sleep, clothes on my 
my path and shoes on my feet. I have been blessed. Hallelujah. I've been blessed. God so good to me. Precious are his thoughts of you and me. No way can I count them. There's not enough time. So I'll just thank him for being so kind. God has been so good. I have been blessed. So, hey, we have arms that will raise, a voice that can talk. Hey, aren't you glad for that this morning? We have arms that we can raise, a voice that can talk, hands that can touch, legs that can walk, ears that can listen, eyes that can see. I've got to praise him as long as I breathe. I have been blessed. A mother and father nurtured and raised. Sisters and brothers and memories made. Our pastor to lead us. This altar to pray. Stripes that can heal. And the blood that still saves. I have been blessed. We live in a country, the greatest on earth. If we're not careful, if we're too discontent, we might have this country taken away from us. I would say let's be careful of the danger of discontent. We live in a country, the greatest on earth, where the flag stands for freedom and what it is worth. She stands in a harbor. Miss Liberty calls. All have given some, but some gave it all, praise God, so we could be blessed. He's my shoulder to lean on when I am down. The rock where he leads me when I am overwhelmed. The place where he hides me under his wings. He's not just a song, but he's the reason. Hallelujah. That I sing, I have been blessed. Anybody blessed here today? The danger of discontentment. I want you to know, secondly, the danger of discontentment. You know what I'm thinking? There might be somebody sitting in here today. You're just ready to go. I love going home. No place like home. Amen. But I guarantee you there's some young people in here today. Some people, maybe you've been in church your whole life. Right now in the soul of your life, you're sitting on discontentment. Brother Trevor, have we seen people walk away from God because of their discontentment? It's happening all the time. Let me tell you something. If you stay happy with Jesus, you won't get discontent and walk away. And I tell you, my friends, we need people in the race. We need people in the army. We need people in the war for Jesus Christ. We had, there was a seventh grader that came to this conference. He was sitting, I believe, in the balcony. When he was sitting in the balcony, he was sleeping during the service. Guess who happened to be preaching? 50 bucks. Anybody want to take a shot at that one? I was preaching. Who said you? Where you at? You see me. I'm going to buy you lunch big time. All right, after church, man. I'll take good care of you. What's your name? Justin, Joseph, good to see you. I'm Justin, good to see you, Joseph. <laughs> he came to church, sitting in conference here, and I was preaching. He fell asleep. His youth pastor came up to him and said, hey, man, wake up. He went back to sleep. His youth pastor came, youth pastor came back, woke him up. He said, man, what's the matter with you? He said, if you're going to sleep, just go out in the hallway. So he kicked him out in the hallway. Finally, that boy woke up. And he got right with God, Brother Trevor. And today, he is our school administrator. I think he's in eighth grade now, but he's our school administrator. <laughs> His name is Timothy Weldon. Are the Weldons here anywhere in the house? Weldons, are you here? Brother and Sister Weldon, are you in the house? I thought they came. Brother Weldon, anybody? No, hidden me. He's sleeping. He's out, yeah, he's out in the, I sent him out in the hallway. Amen. 
But I thank God today that God got a hold of his heart. He was sitting in here like many of you just tired and worn out. And yet God spoke to his heart and he made it through. Can I tell you today, at the age of, I believe he's 31 years of age, he's a top-notch school administrator, heart right with God, all out for God, soul winner, loving people, leading the school. I tell you today, watch out for the danger of discontentment. You say, I might be discontented with my mama, with my daddy, with my home. Can I tell you, God placed you exactly where you are for such a time as this. You say, you don't understand. No, I don't understand. And you don't understand what happened to me in my life. But all I can say is thank God, thank God. We don't have to be discontent in this life. Discontentment, the danger of discontentment. Number two, I want you to notice he didn't understand. He forgot the extent of his sin. He forgot the extent of his sin. Would you look at chapter 7 and verse number 22 of the Bible says, so Joshua sent messengers and they ran into the tent and behold, it was hid in his tent and the silver under it. Verse number 23, and they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord and Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his tent and all that he had and they brought them unto the valley of Achor. Watch verse number 25. If you don't think, hey, you don't think there's a, a consequence to sin, let me tell you. Look at verse number 25. And the Bible says, and Joshua said, why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of that place was called the valley of Acor unto this day. He forgot about the danger of the extent of his sin. Let me tell you something, young people. The devil's pretty good at playing games with us. The devil's pretty good at telling us that there's a better way. The devil's pretty good at telling you that there's a beautiful way of sin. Can I tell you that there's pleasure in sin, but it's only for a season of time. If you want to step out of here and you want to go on your own way and you want to rebel against God and against your pastor and against, uh, against your parents, I'm telling you that there is a price for the price tag of sin. There is a price that's bigger than you want to pay. It's going to make you pay more than you ever wanted to pay. I don't know why. He saw all the blessings of God. He saw the Red Sea parted. He came out He came out of Egypt. He had all of his family after he took of the accursed thing and it took all of their lives. I don't know why he didn't see the extent of his sin. He was warned plenty of times. He was warned over and over and over again not to do it. And yet somehow, somehow Satan got in and said it's not worth it to live for God. It's not worth it to go into the wilderness. It's not worth it to go into Canaan land. He said, why don't you take what this I have for you? Can I tell you something, young people? The devil's a liar. The devil's going to tell you it's worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I'm telling you, it's not worth it to go the devil's route. It's not worth it. The extent of a sin. It's amazing in our generation when we think sin does not cost us. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Can I tell you, there's a lot of mocking of God these days. But God will not be mocked. Amen. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth. That shall he also reap. It matters to our master. The Bible says in the book of Numbers, be sure your sin will find you out. Can I plead with the young people? Can I plead with the adults? Don't go another way. Stay plugged in with Jesus. It's worth every mile. It's worth every trial. It's worth every tear. It's worth every dollar. Can I tell you, it's worth it serving Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen in the house? It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Being a youth pastor 
Now being a pastor for 13 years and all these years I've been able to be around people and loving people. That's why I love hanging out with you. That's why I want to be with you and love you and share my life with you. That's why I don't mind giving out Walmart cards. Everywhere I go, I try to give out those special Walmart cards or McDonald's cards because I want you to know I love you. I want you to know this is fun serving Jesus Christ. It's worth it. Can I tell you, I want to share what I have with you because I love him so much. I love you so much. I want you to know that it's a great thing to be a servant of Jesus Christ. It's a great privilege to preach. I preach to thousands. I've seen hundreds upon hundreds come through our youth department, upon our school. I got a text on the way in yesterday, right when we got to our hotel room. Yesterday, I think it was Monday when we got in. I got this text. I met a guy at a gas station. Just God felt me. God led me to talk to him. You ever been there? God t- told me to talk to him. He said this. He said, this was not a good weekend. I slept at the rest area on 90. I can't afford a room every night. I'm not sure what to do. I, I've given him hundreds upon hundreds of dollars to try to take care of him. I'll take anywhere just to go. I'll take anywhere just to go through what I've been, have past these past couple nights. It's mentally draining and then Monday he said this, when, right when we got here, he said, I exist just to be there for everyone else and lose all my own. I really pray death is around the corner for me. I'd be, it'd be worth more to, to my kids that, that way so they can get social security for having a deceased parent. I've been planning this out. Can I tell you when I got that text, my heart crushed, my heart broke. Can I tell you, because he hasn't yet seen that God is everything that he needs in his life. Oh, I'm telling you today, my friends, he hasn't come to Jesus Christ yet, but I want him to know that Jesus Christ is still the answer for everybody, for everywhere, everybody, everywhere. Amen. God is still the answer. Had a girl in our youth group. She was on fire for God. She loved the Lord. She was coming to church every Sunday. She was going out soul winning every Sunday. One day she got, she got invited to go somewhere with this young man. We pleaded with her not to go. She decided to disobey and disobey her parent. And she went anyways. We begged, we begged her for the days and the weeks and months ahead not to do it, not to go. She had fire for God. She was out telling people about Jesus Christ, but something changed. I think somewhere along the line, she got discontent. Somewhere along the line, I think Satan told her a big lie. And the day came when she snuck off. She sneaked off with that young man against everybody's desire, against everybody's wishes, against everybody's dream for her. She sneaked off with this young boy. She, we pleaded with her to stay. We pleaded with her. I don't know if she got discontent. I don't know if she didn't understand the danger of the extent of sin. Years later, she had three beautiful children. She had three beautiful children, and I'm telling you what, dolls of children, they were just beautiful children. One night we had heard that her boyfriend that she was with this time got her to drinking. And she got to drinking, and she went outside the house, and the boyfriend called the police. And when they arrived on the scene, she was sitting outside the back of the house, And when the policeman came upon her, she had a pistol in her hand. And the policeman began to beg with her and plead with her, don't do it. Put it down. Don't do it. Put it down. And they pleaded with her. They were even trying to take some rubber bullets and maybe shoot the gun out of her hand. 
But just in a moment of time, she took her life. You know, I don't know what it was, young people. I don't know what it was. Am I on? Am I on? Am I on? Testing one, hey, come on now. Let's. Yeah, praise God. I don't know what it was. She was a good girl going down the right path, doing the right things, going to church, telling people about Jesus. But the day came, she either, she got discontent or she didn't understand the extent of what it would cost for sin. Can I tell you, my dear friends, today, I'm begging everybody in this auditorium, hey, don't get discontent. I know there are people in this auditorium today that there's something going on in your heart. Brother Trevor, I'm telling you, we have young people that have sat here through the years. They're nowhere to be found. They're running away from God because they got discontent. Somebody told them it wasn't satisfying to walk this path. I don't care what anybody says. This is the best path in all the world. It's the greatest thing serving Jesus Christ. It's the greatest thing living for God. It's the greatest thing going to church. It's the greatest thing telling somebody about Jesus. It's the greatest thing walking in the aisle. It's the greatest thing living for God. Can I get an amen in this house? Best thing in all the world. I don't know what happened to her. I know she's discontent. I do know she didn't understand the extent and the cost of sin. It's time for a tent checking time. What's in your tent? What's in your tent? And lastly, I want us to see this. God sees the intent of your heart. God sees the intent of your heart. Would you look at verse number 20 and 21 one more time? Verse 20 and 21, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. You know that little girl that took her life? They took those three children out of that home. Brother Trevor, they placed those three children in the home of two lesbians. Five years of age, three years of age, and a brand new baby. In the home of lesbians. I have no idea where those children are today. It's tent checking time. God sees the intent of our heart. Look at verse 20. The Bible says, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. And when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, watch, then I coveted them and took them. You know, there are some things that are not ours to take. And behold, watch this next phrase. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent. You know, my heart goes out to those in this place today that you have something that you're hiding you may look happy on the outside. You might be in the auditorium today, but I feel sorry for the one that is inside this house that you have something going on in your life and you think you can hide it. Yeah. Oh yes, your parents may not see it. You may ghost it away. Your friends may not know about it, but God still sees it and God knows the intent of your heart. Can I tell you, it's not worth it. 
And Achan went and he hid it, not just in his tent, but then he buried it in the earth. It doesn't matter how far you go. It doesn't matter how deep you think you can get it. Can I tell you that God knows the thoughts and the intents of our heart. And God sees everything that we're doing. He knows every thought. He knows the depths of our heart. And I'm saying this morning, it's not worth it to run from God. It's not worth it to be discontent. It's not worth it to not know the extent of our sin. I say God knows the intent of our heart. I want I wonder if there's anybody here in this place it looks like you've gotten by with it it looks like you're running and you're fine with it but can I tell you there is a payday coming someday in your life and someday what's hidden in your heart someday what's hidden in your tent is going to come out I would say this morning this would be a great time this would be a great time to give it all to God bring it to an old fashioned altar it doesn't matter where you've been doesn't matter what you've done at this point bring it to God almighty and leave it an old-fashioned altar. Bring it to the throne of grace and let God have it. Amen. The Bible says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even though the divided asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Nobody is excluded from this verse. Young lady, are you here and you're Hiding something? Young man, are you here today and you're hiding something? Maybe there's somebody today you just feel like quitting. You're going to leave this place and your desire is just to walk away from it all. Can I tell you, it's not worth it. Are you hiding something on your phone? If we could have access to your phone today. I've left my phone places. People can pick it up. There's nothing on there. Number one, I don't even know how to work it, amen. It was, it was tough for me just to even bring it into the, into the service today. But do you have something that you think nobody's seeing? You have something you're watching? You have something that's going through the corridors of your mind? And can I tell you, if you don't get rid of it, it can destroy you. I wonder who it is today. Are you hiding something? Maybe you have a broken heart this morning. Maybe there's something in your life that you're holding on God. Maybe there's something that's happened in your life and you're blaming God. I know not always do we understand everything. I know that. There have been things happened in my life I, I haven't understood. There have been people in my life, my heart's been broken so many times. There have been times that I looked up to the Lord and just said, Lord, I need you. You know how I feel right now, my heart is broken. Maybe some of you have had a parent die or pass away, and you don't understand. Can I tell you, I, I didn't understand it for me either. Watched my mom die for three years with cancer. I didn't understand it. But I can tell you this, I'd rather trust in him than trust in myself. I'm asking you this morning, are you hiding something? Is there something in your heart? You know, can I tell you something? This is some of, the most, some of the most wonderful people in all the world are in this room right now. I believe if America is going to change, it may come from somebody in this room right here. Can I hear an amen from this crowd right here? I believe it could happen from this crowd right here. Yes, sir. I believe that something great could happen. It could be from a young person in this auditorium that says, Dear God, Jesus be the Lord of all. Jesus be the Lord of all. Jesus be the Lord of all. The kingdoms of 
my heart. Jesus, I surrender all. Have you ever done that? Jesus, I surrender all. Jesus, I surrender all. The kingdoms of my heart. How many would like a $50 bill? That's a pretty good crowd. And I'm proud of you for raising your hand. But can I tell you something? Knowing Jesus Christ and putting all the things that are in your heart that are hidden at the throne of mercy and let God take care of you is much better than a $50 bill. Amen. I can tell you right now. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I want you to know I love you and I thank God for you. You're a blessing. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.